Formerly, formerly, formerly straight. Welcome to Formerly Straight. This is Moose. And this is Sloan. And we have a lot of gay shit to talk about. Lots, lots and lots. Yeah, but first, how are you, Sloan? I'm good. I went to my first Halloween event of the season last night. It was the Toil and Trouble Burlesque Show in Hollywood. And it's a very good time. Highly recommend. It's like drag-esque. The Sanderson sisters from Hocus Pocus make an appearance. There's puppets. Drinks. It's next to... A Twinks. Ta- <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's next to a taco truck. I feel like I'm... Um, I feel like I'm... What's his name on SNL? That's like, it's got everything. Duh, duh, duh. You know what I'm saying? I do. From Weekend I, Edition. I do, but I, I don't know their I name. I don't remember their name. But that's what I feel like. Go it's got t- everything. It's got everything. No, this is the Weekend Report. It's the Weekend. You're reporting. It and is. it has everything. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. I went to the AIDS walk this morning. So that was super awesome doing that. How yeah. how far did you walk? It is two miles. You basically walk up the WeHo Strip, mm. pass by the graveyard of Flaming Saddles, turn around, and go back. That's fun. Yeah, it was really fun. It was very chill. It was just a nice contrast between like marching for something and, you know, there being a lot of like emotion and this was just like getting together and supporting this cause and just like chill camaraderie between queer people and allies. There was a lot of allies there. That's great. It seemed like, yeah. So fun morning. Then I got brunch. We love brunch. We do. It was good. Bird's nest. Mm. Ooh, I'll have to go. Yeah. You've been. Oh, the one I know with, with me. Yes, yeah. I wasn't sure if that was the place you were talking yep. about on Vermont. Yeah, that place is bomb. They bomb. have great Dot acai com. bowls. Yeah, yeah, good burgers, and I got an omelet. Delish. So we're gonna talk about a little, not a recap, but just bringing up something that we talked about on our last two episodes. The phrase homosocial, which I did not previously know. Our guest last time, Zach, his sibling, Edwin, informed us on the term homosocial, which basically is just behavior between two people of the same sex, not in a sexual or romantic way. But just like friendships. And I honestly feel like that just kind of encapsulates a lot of what we were talking about in the last two episodes. And we now have like a term for it besides homoerotic behavior. Yeah, I feel like homoerotic is what has come to be since being homosocial kind of fell away like Mm -hmm. genuine same-sex love especially Mm -hmm. between men i think with and we're gonna get into 
when it fell away. Yes. We'll get into that. Yeah. So it's just good to have homosocial as like another word that sounds a little less aggressive and than homoerotic erotic. behavior yeah 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 so we'll break that down more and a few but we do have some queer news alerts we got a few it's been some news <laughs> out there and we must alert you first up madonna is gay question mark i cannot believe <laughs> what i saw on the TikTok that you showed me of her throwing hot pink panties toward toward a trash can and she missed and, and now it she's said, gay. It said, if I miss, I'm gay. And then she tossed it, missed, and walked away. And so now she's gay, question mark? So now we need her on formerly straight because she's formerly straight. Exactly. Madonna, come on. A Madonna. We'll, we'll get you on. We'll get you on. I... I'm going to be controversial. Madonna, we we can talk about it if you do want to come on. I'm. It's not giving for me. It's really not. Here's my cue. This is going to sound mean, maybe ageist. I don't know how many older people listen to the pod. Madonna, are you just doing that because you're not currently in the limelight and you want people to be talking about you? Are you just posting the talk to get some press because you feel like you're not really in the news cycle these days yeah or are you actually gay i did you see her making out with that model at one of those fashion weeks oh no but i saw the britney spears kiss way back when yeah i mean for me it's giving ally who's like (laughs) You can call me gay. I don't mind. Like, if it, if I miss, I'm gay. Ha ha ha. Maybe, maybe she is gay. I'm. It, it, I, we're not out here to gatekeep who's gay and no. who's not. And shout out to her for speaking on it. Like, others won't. Yeah. It just feels <laughs> a little flimsy. And like, y- like you were saying, you want to be in the limelight. Like, we, we don't all of a sudden care. No. Sorry. And I know she's been very influential in the but queer community. But perhaps we do because we're talking about it. I'm only talking about it because you showed it to me. <laughs> I would have had no idea. <laughs> but it is interesting. She's an iconic figure. She just, you know, continues to make decisions that are like, what is going on? What I brought it up to my mom and she was like, who cares? Exactly. It's It's that. It's like cool yeah like you're gay now yeah awesome i feel like she she's getting she's living her life if she's gay now welcome so welcome happy to the community yes the mafia grows one more <laughs> <laughs> she's a strong addition low-key financially where's the money though is she now gonna start performing at pride events why not i mean she dressed up as a girl scout or a boy scout or something that one time you remember Uh, that no i do not i think there was like the boy scouts were you know furthering homophobia by not allowing (laughs) gay leaders of the scouts 
Sorry, I don't think that's funny. I just thought like, <laughs> furthering homophobia was a funny yeah. way of putting that. Yeah, and yeah, that could be a whole that could be a whole series. And you know who's furthering homophobia this week? <laughs> oh my god, I love that. <laughs> we should make that a segment. Furthering homophobia. <laughs> yeah. Well, she wore that in protest or something. All right. So, and I mean, Vogue, like, she didn't invent Voguing, but she did make that song. And I'm sure she's a part of the community. She's been a part of the community in the sense of, like, what Her people, cultural impact. Her cultural impact, for sure. But this did not move the needle and could have been kept in the drafts. Yeah. Or deleted. But moving on. Next up, do we want to get into the green velvet couch moment why not tell us more so there's this tiktok trend that's currently happening that if you have a green velvet couch you're a bisexual and certain people are question mark using it to come out shane mitchell from pretty little liars did it and emily ratajowski also did it Friend of Z-Way. That is the only reason I know who she is. She's a model. She's currently being very outspoken about men cheating on their wives because it's been speculated that her husband cheated on her. And with all of the stuff that's been going on about oh, Adam no. Levine. And the Try been, Guys. Oh, my God. I did not know who those men were before. I've seen them in WeHo so many times. I could have gone my whole life without knowing who those guys were. I didn't know who they were until like a couple of years ago. Didn't like care to keep up with them. But yeah, there's so many people like what's also, his name? Shane Wilson or something. It's not a personality Dawson. trait to love your wife. It's not. But in straight in hetero in Hetland. It's common practice to like hate your significant other <laughs> in like a Which is funny crazy. way. It's, it's like, crazy. Haha. Yeah. That bitch. It's like, no, <laughs> no. Yeah. It's like, if he's you're... definitely sleeping on the couch again for the sixth week in a row. And it's like, all right, it's divorce time. <laughs> <laughs> so. And to make your career off that. It's just, it's, it's, and then to cheat. Goodbye. You're done. Yeah, and, and then to have have your other try guys to have their little meeting that they had, where they were really upset about it. And I saw a tweet. I deleted the Twitter app, a but I saw a tweet before <laughs> I did that, showing or someone was like, "Wow, crazy how this woman got cheated on, and now they're making a video about how angry they are about it, and she's the one who got cheated." It's like, put it to bed. We don't care how upset you are. Or how you can't believe it because this is your friend. And granted, there probably are a lot of people out there who do care to hear what those people think because they've been following them. Well, I think I think the tea with that was that he cheated with someone else within the company. That's why. Oh, she it was, was in the tea. company too. Yes, yes. That's why it was oh, like. Oh my god. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it was tea within the company. They had to address like that. The blame didn't necessarily fall on her, and how it affects the rest of their staff, and like all of that. So that that's that's what I got on the try guys. 
Yeah, it's always amazing to find out people that other people care about that <laughs> you've never heard of. <laughs> never. And I tried to say his name earlier. I said Shane Wilson. Shane Dawson. Yeah. He's he's canceled, right? A few times Been over. Canceled. Yeah. When people when I found out people cared about him, I was like, who is this? I literally <laughs> don't know who he is. So there's a lot of people out there. But back to the green velvet couch. Oh yes. It's been, people have been using that to question mark come out as bisexual. Apparently, all the bisexuals have a green velvet couch. Yeah, so if you're a bisexual and have a green velvet couch and you're listening, can you please put a picture Send us of a it? picture. Send us a picture. Put it on your story. Tag us. Do put something. It, put it on Instagram or send it to us at formerly straight. Actually, I don't know. What's our know. at name? <laughs> formerly underscore straight or is it formerly straight underscore? Our at name on Instagram is formerly underscore straight. Our email is formerly straight podcast at gmail.com. So submit your green couch photos, friends. I want to see them. And if you have a green velvet couch and you're not bisexual. Maybe you just found out that you are. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a current trend that's been happening on TikTok. Shay Mitchell kind of addressed it and was like, uh, I just have a green velvet couch. I'm not really going to put a label on my sexuality. Da, 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 da. She's also played a lot of queer characters. Yeah, she was fully gay and pretty little liars. Yeah. So, and like she alluded to like, I'm going to be like my characters. Da, 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 da. So I don't really know. She's like, I'm not gay. But the part of Spencer Hastings that lives within not me. Not Spencer Hastings. Emily. Is that not her name? <laughs> it was, that shows how how much I was watching. It okay. was her. She played Emily. I don't remember her last name. No, I'm remembering that now. Spencer Hastings was on the show, though. Like, yes. that was the name on the show. Yes, okay. she's played by Troy and Belisario, who I think attended USC. So, yeah. I don't have a green velvet couch. I'm also not bisexual, but I do want a green velvet couch. And are open to being bisexual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not that, you know, we're going to leave it there. <laughs> so Ed Sheeran is sending penis statues to various queer celebrities. Such as Elton John and most recently Sam Smith. Sam Smith was sent a 6'2" two-ton penis statue that he, that they're now going to turn into a fountain. And this just goes to show that height does matter. Because even the penis statue is 6'2". And Sam Smith is 6'2". Oh. Yeah. That, well, that makes a little <laughs> more sense. And Elton John... They can really stand head-to-head. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Elton John keeps his in a private part of the house that his children don't visit, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Father of the year. I mean, I don't know. It's a part of your body. It's giving science. It's just the text, like it really leapt off the page, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Like observe it. Observe it. Observe it. Don't stroke it. Put some like post-it notes, label the parts of the teacher child about anatomy. Yeah. Was it a circumcised penis statue? Oh my God, I have no Was idea. Was it an uncircumcised penis statue? 
I just like saying penis statue. Do, would you like a penis statue from Ed Sheeran? I, if you were to live... Well, here's the thing. I would want to know why he's sending it to me. I, I don't, don't know even, why he sent it to either of them. I don't even think... I, I don't know this for sure, but I don't know if it was like the type of thing where he asked them like, hey, can I send this to you? Mm. And then he did. Mm. I think it was like, here it is. Yeah. Some people send like roses, edible bouquets. Love an edible arrangement. But Ed Sheeran said, no, I'm in love with the shape of this penis statue. I'm going to send it to you. (laughs) What would you do with your penis statue? Sit on it. No, I'm just (laughs) (laughs) Well, <laughs> I, I would want, I would hopefully know why it was sent to me. And then I feel like I'd have more of an idea of what I would do. If I had a garden, for sure, I'd make a, a cum fountain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on the topic of Sam Smith, unholy rises from number three to number two on the Hot 100 wow. this week. It's a Very, bop. It's a bop. So influential. Influential influential there we go and to have a non-binary artist and a trans artist link up for a song have it be iconic debut number three go up the next week millions and millions of streams number one on spotify global us 50 video goes crazy featuring violet tchotchke got mick other people it was just like like for one, for Sam Smith, such an iconic way to come back onto the scene for their fourth album and to still be relevant and to be like innovative and interesting. But for Kim to debut and have her first chart entry in the top three with this like hyper pop influenced underground sound that she's been one of the leaders of for so long and f- to break into the mainstream and to be the cosign for Sam Smith for the musical integrity of what it is, like, is just so iconic. Like, I can't get enough and it's so good. And I felt the need to alert everyone. As you should. We should always be alerting of the bops. Yes. And this is a bop. It could have been longer. Mm. is the only thing i would have liked it to have been how long is it it's very like stream length like very Mm. replay value there's a lot of replay value but like we're probably like 230 yeah yeah but like there could have been a like crazy bridge that would have like really sent it maybe a remix moment maybe another remix moment yeah extended version something Mm -hmm. or just like Kim's coming out with another single. Sam has an album on the way. So we're going to get more music. This is, it's just iconic. I just hope it goes number one. It would be, it would be iconic. It would be iconic. If it went number one, I, I need it to go number one. I'm streaming. I think Steve Lacey is currently sitting at number one. I wish I knew. Yep. Yeah. Bad habits. Yeah. Which great for him, but he's, he's been up there for a couple weeks. Like, Mm -hmm. Stop streaming Steve Lacey and Street Sale and Kim. No, I'm just joking, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that wraps up our queer news alert. You've been Q&A'd. Yeah, you're welcome. It's main topic time. Let's get into it. So we're talking about 
how the meaning and understanding of queer has evolved over time. Yes, and how people identify within the LGBTQ community and how there have been different shifts throughout the past couple centuries. Yeah, and as we've talked about, like our own understandings of our identity has changed over time. So so maybe maybe we could start with like how has how have you seen your understanding of queer mm. change, of being queer? And the people around you and that. I think, I mean, my first understanding of what anything in the LGBTQ community was, was when my mom came out as a lesbian to me. That was like kind of my like initiation into like understanding anything about the LGBTQ community. And then within my own sexuality. When I was trying to figure out. What it was, I definitely leaned more to the bisexual label because I was like, well, I like more than just men. So I must be bi because that means I also like women. But then that morphed into using the word queer because I felt like it was more all-encompassing and inclusive to kind of an umbrella term, which I think we talked about a lot in the first episode of kind of just including everyone, men, women, non-binary people, trans people, not it not having much to do with gender and just the person and i felt like queer was a good label for that didn't box me in as much as i felt like bisexual did yeah i i experienced something similar and it's interesting my my queer understanding how it evolved from being about sexuality specifically mm-hmm. to then gender mm-hmm. as well and how it's not just about sexuality or gender it can be about both and i think us as a community i'm definitely finding more people who who find queer to be a better to be a more inclusive representation of how they feel internally and how they want to express themselves mm-hmm. externally so in the sense of how it's evolved from being this insult that still shakes and rattles the core of people who are, you know, older than us, probably like 45 plus, maybe 40 plus, to to being something that's been like fully reclaimed at this point, mm-hmm. I think, and is accepted. And it just continues to now, I think, be an entry point. I feel like I found myself at at being queer and people can now come into the community as queer because other labels it's just an accessible label that wasn't necessarily there before yeah and it's it's really nice to see to see that so i'm i'm happy with that i think it's interesting that you said that your understanding of queer changed from 
just sexuality to gender because there wasn't always a term to differentiate the both the two yeah yeah i don't even know because like i don't personally feel non-binary if yeah. that makes sense yeah but i don't feel cis yeah either and queer provides that fluidity where you know you can be gender fluid or you can be gender non-conforming if maybe you're not non-binary but i think it's that umbrella term that can incorporate both sexuality and gender but like i think you could be queer in your sexuality and be cis in your gender yeah for sure or you could be straight in your sexuality and queer in your gender yeah which would be a great topic for someone People have lots of opinions about that yeah and i i think that we're experiencing a lot of culture where people's gender is queered is being queered they're queering their gender in photo shoots their relations with same sex whether it be homoerotic or homosocial or whatever but not necessarily doing anything in relation to sexuality that might have more of an impact it's actually really interesting how trans people and non-binary people are being so attacked yeah right now and that is largely to do with gender yeah but they're who is being attacked the most right now and gay is being more so accepted as you know the norm yeah and is more digestible from people who might be more homophobic but at the same time people in media such as harry styles not to bring him up again but they are experiencing unprecedented social capital and reverence in their queering of gender Mm -hmm. so i really don't get how we can be so supportive and even some guys probably envious and then following suit with painting their nails or being more comfortable in women's clothing or just whatever but then for for the social side of it too to be so flipped where the attack on trans and non-binary people is so hard like we're having so much gender like so much gender open openness to like queering it but when it comes to people who are in the community beyond their gender it's not accepted that's really interesting because i well there are two things that i want to say off that one you and i were talking about this earlier i think trans people and non-binary people are being so attacked right now because it's newer you know what i mean like it's to the mainstream to the mainstream like to i i don't know because like i've always lived in not big well i mean i live in la which is a big city but i lived in new jersey and was always in new york so it's giving metropolitan adjacent if not in the big city exactly so like i was always 
around more liberal people. Uh, but to the just like average person, transness and non-binary people are just those are like newer concepts for people to wrap their brain around when being gay has been a topic of conversation for a lot longer which I feel like is why that's being more accepted than it used to be and why now transness and being non-binary are being attacked because people just don't know what that is or I think aren't accepting of it just from a baseline or are just generally prejudiced but I think the I don't know this might be a bad analogy but like it reminds me of like when rock and roll came into play and people were like, if you listen to rock and roll, like you're worshiping the devil or like metal or hip hop. Cause it was like the new thing. You know what I mean? People didn't like it. People didn't understand it. And to bring that back to this, it's like being trans and being non-binary is like the new thing it's not the new thing people have always been trans and non-binary but in the mainstream it's newer to people than being gay and there that's i think has a large part to do with why they're attacking it yeah i agree i think there's been a lot of forward motion in the gay rights movement for whether it's marriage or representation in media and people's ability to value the lives of gay people has gone up. I think yeah. the more that we have been represented and the wins that the G in the community has gotten. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to being trans or non-binary and people's acceptance and understanding of that is just not like the same the same progression the same wins haven't happened and that's where the focus has shifted to fight for those rights more i think in the mainstream more recently definitely and there's been wins and and so the focus has shifted where it's like okay we weren't really cool with gay people, but it's like, okay, like we accepted gay people. We draw the line at trans people or non-binary people. We just yeah. don't get it. You're born this way. That's the way that you should be sort of thing. And I think th that that's why, that's why this section of the community is being attacked so viciously with laws. I mean, gay people are still being attacked too. If like, but like, it's really, it's really that frontier right now. Yeah, but at the same time, Gal, the website Gallup reported that transness is people coming out as trans is higher than ever. The population in the U.S. that identifies as being a part of the LGBTQ community is now at 7.1, mm -hmm. 
with upticks across all identities, but particularly being bisexual and being trans. Yeah, so y'all can't lean on this excuse of not knowing anyone or being educated on it, at least to a certain degree, as as we're seeing people who, you know, the numbers go up, like, hopefully that means more and more people are being exposed to people who identify as trans or non-binary so that they can value people who have that identity because it, it changes the game when you know someone. It yeah. really does. And I think yeah. when people, if if you're ever wondering why representation in media matters is because there's a TV in every single person's home for the most part. Yeah. Like for the most part. It used to be a radio. It's a TV. People watch that. At the very least, people generally have cable. You can have an antenna and pick up the local channels. Yeah. If you're not represented there and there's plenty of people who live in, you know, they live on a farm or they live in a smaller town and there's just not that level of diversity your education on trans people is going to be what you see in the media. And so if they're only ever sex workers and getting murdered and seen as other and not being respected and what have you, people's understandings of that beyond whatever's been passed down to them is reinforced to be like, well, isn't that what trans people do? Or isn't that what non-binary people are? So not only do people need to meet trans and non-binary people in real life but in they need to be on tv and in movies and in media in a way that is positive and shows how diverse that experience is because it's not uniform yeah you're right and i think it is i think trans people and non-binary people slowly they're starting to be more representation in media definitely the Definitely. first trans person that I ever saw on television was in Orange is the New Black, Laverne Cox. And since then, I feel like there's been a lot more representation. And in, in a positive way, too, because... Sam Smith, non-binary, like we were talking about earlier in the Green News Alert, on the top of the charts. Kim Petras, trans artist, on top of the charts. People are, whether they want to or not, learning about this section of the community because maybe they're interested in music and they follow the hot 100 or they follow chart data, whatever pop sugar. And they're like learning about that. And that's another positive storyline. We have never seen this before. It doesn't mean that it was never possible. It just means that these are the first people who are doing it. Or you have Elliot page yeah. coming out and really and coming out in the TV show that he's in too um the umbrella academy his character comes out oh snap i didn't know that yeah yeah and there's plenty plenty of other examples and there's documentaries like there's one on apple called out in television or something and that like really follows the history of um representation in tv for the queer community or looking at like even though it flopped bros like we talked about previously yeah. they make a point to shout out 
Sylvia Rivera and Marsha P. Johnson. And I feel like, you know, that's a kind of everyone's go-to at this point for yeah. when talking about the gay rights movement, which doesn't make it a bad thing. But we as a community have to be the voice in the room that's focusing on these stories too. Yeah. But I think it's the uptick in people identifying as trans is interesting because I think there's a cultural shift happening where I can't say this for certain, but maybe there's an uptick because just people didn't have that language before to be able to come out as trans because that wasn't in people's rhetoric. I mean, in the 19th century, really the the term that was most prevalent was the term invert, which combined gay, intersex, and trans into one and had a lot more to do with people's gender than it did their sexuality and then people started to understand that sexuality and gender were two different things and there needed to be new language to identify both yes i think your point about language and i think this is judith butler who says this or just queer theory in general but the intelligibility of someone's identity, for instance, being trans. If you don't have the language to articulate what's going on inside of you, then you might not know that your existence is that there, that what you're feeling on the inside is a valid existence and And that that it's like tangible and that you can be that you can identify as that as being trans and this idea of trans like is across all cultures like hedra in i believe india or being two-spirit in native cultures Mm -hmm. that like they had that language because it was something that was common and colonialism Christianity, Victorian era, whatever, tried their best to demolish that from culture, from the fact yeah. that people existed in this way for for hundreds of, like, for thousands of years. Who knows how long? And it's it's only now being, it's reemerging underneath, like, like, countries that were established by colonialism so it's only it's insane sometimes to think about how this is a new idea for some people when it's been in human history forever forever it's always been this way and and someone just like myself who did not when i was younger understand what queer was or have any idea what being trans really is yeah and what that means like so to talk about evolution or to try and understand like knowing seeing the humanity in people who are actively harming an entire community like the trans community 
or non-binary people can be hard. Those people who are uneducated or have had hate passed down and taught to them, prejudice taught to them, are, are still people who, who need someone in their life to be the source of education. Yeah. To be the friend, to be the voice that lets them know the humanity in what they can't see. And if, if we don't give grace to people like that, we're not changing the right minds. No, I think there there should be an open dialogue, but it needs to be on both sides. There needs oh to God, be yes. an openness on both. If yes. the other side isn't open, they I can't, can't just spew talk hate. to a wall about it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But but at some point, it this is such a peak point of debate too, but it's like you can't just continually tell someone that they're a piece of shit either and expect them to care about what you're saying. Yeah. Like That's true. I mean going back to like what I was saying before about like the the new language emerging when when people were figuring out that they needed to use different words when describing gender versus sexuality. new words started coming about like homosexual, bisexual, trans, gender nonconforming, gender fluid. And at the same time, homosocial relationships were lessening because people didn't want to be perceived as being a homosexual before there were homosocial relationships men and men had love for each other women and women had love for each other but and they were open about it and they were open about it and there were just some people that were deemed as excessive yes but there wasn't the fear of being labeled as homosexual because that language to your point didn't exist yeah but after world world war ii specifically like world war one as well but the amount of queer people that were brought together because of World War II and being separated by sex in in the army or whatever, the community that was built from there led to the intelligibility of homosexual people being dishonorably discharged from mm-hmm. the army because of their behavior while they were in service and they let them you know serve their term but then once it was time for them to leave they don't get the veteran benefits because they're dishonorably discharged Mm -hmm. and then it takes away the ability for people to as you said have homosocial relationships with people having that intimacy in a friendly way because of the prosecution of the queer community afterward Mm -hmm. and if they were to demonstrate homosocial behavior and if it were to get excessive it could become homosexual which was fully illegal so it decreases the amount of homosocial relationships and negatively affects the way specifically that men interact i think with each other and then leads to like the hypersexualized 
byproduct of homoeroticism and geez but i mean it was in the 1950s after world war ii like you were saying where the lgbtq lgbtq community was firmly cemented but people in it were being punished for being yeah a and part it was, of it it was cemented in the dsm vibe like but since then there's kind of been a new shift which we're currently seeing where there's like a there are a lot new newer terms that people are labeling themselves with such as non-binary gender fluid that weren't necessarily there before and we're starting i think to like talk about being a part of the lgbtq community differently than we used to i mean like just from like a personal standpoint, I remember when I was a freshman in college, nope, when I was a freshman in high school, there were like two out lesbians, a couple of gay men, and that was it. And they walked into a bar. <laughs> <laughs> and that, but that was it. Like, and I feel like the, con- the, the two women that were out as lesbians were kind of seen in a negative light. Cause I think like at during that time still like lesbian was kind of being used in a derogatory way. And, or at least in my, I think at the age that you were. Yeah. Because 14. Right. But like when you were 14, it was probably like 2014. It was 2012. 2012. There was still, there had, like, in 2012, there had already been so many years of activism. Yeah. But that just goes to show how entrenched this has been. Yeah. And only recently, since Gen Z is here, has, I think, a place like high school become a place where you might actually feel safe. To come out because I had the same experience in my high school. It was not a lot of gay people openly doing their thing, myself included. And the ones that did, especially in middle school specifically, but like also in high school, got flack for it. Yeah. And but I think it's it's just changed so much. And like to think that my freshman year of high school is 10 years ago makes me want to vomit. But my sister is five years behind me in school and during her high school experience she was friends with women that were out and she was friends with people that identified as non-binary and it was just accepted and talked about and normal and I didn't even know what non-binary was when I was a freshman in high school. That wasn't a term in my vocabulary that I knew. Me didn't know it existed. Same. Up until... I didn't know a lot yeah. when I was a freshman. I didn't, even, I didn't know a lot when I was a freshman in college. 
I feel like it was really throughout like my college experience that I like learned about different identities, both in gender and sexuality. And same. I I took a an LGBT studies course because I was like, damn, I'm gay, I'm queer, and I don't know shit. Like I don't know anything. Yeah. And it it sucks being a baby gay and not knowing anything because you never get any of the jokes. Everyone's like making a joke and you're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I think we're definitely getting to like a better place. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's so important that we're bringing up how much we didn't know before and what yeah. we know now. Yeah. And that there still is so much yeah. to learn. But we were open to learning. And I yes. think that's the pinnacle point of it. We need to be able to have conversations with people who don't know and might say stupid shit, but are open to learning versus the people who are who have an agenda of hate. Yeah, definitely. Because like, I guess really that's the only way that there's going to be change that people are going to like learn to be more accepting and and maybe even like accepting of themselves because like maybe there there might be so much I mean I'm sure there is so much repression happening so much I have a little story I didn't know I was going to talk about this today yes when I was younger I used to look in the mirror and push my boobs together my chest and I didn't know why I was doing that at the time but then I think about it and reflect on it and everyone around me had boobs I was like where am I in the fuck like I gotta squeeze this together <laughs> and that is something that if you're aware of what being trans is and you're having those understandings at an earlier age for me did not equal like being trans and i'm not saying like this is like i this is this is raw and unfiltered right now because i did not know i was going to bring this up but like it it does make me think about like that's me like trying to have a secondary characteristic of a gender that i am not yeah like boobs are a secondary gender characteristic and I wanted them in that moment. I didn't even have the language to be like, I want boobs, but there I was trying to create them. Well, like I have a question for you about that. Like how did performing in drag like impact that at all? Gag. Yeah. Well, Gender, my experience with gender and doing drag for sure. I think I talked about this in one of the episodes before. Maybe the one with Morgan. Yeah, but like it's always relevant because while I don't feel the desire or like the passion to like do drag every day, it has allowed me to do, to feel comfortable with makeup. I never felt comfortable or explored makeup or other sorts of clothing, women's clothing, whatever. But after drag, after 
exploring doing drag and enjoying that I have felt more comfortable in it and to your point of like how has that impacted my understanding like of gender it just showed like showed me how fluid it is and how there's so much room for people's understanding of their identity to change over time. And so shout out to Madonna, I guess. (laughs) 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 Ah! Shout out to Madonna for her understanding of herself changing. Um, (laughs) And I guess I'm like talking to my previous self to be like, give Madonna a little bit of breathing room. Maybe because... (laughs) it really can take a long time to be able to understand what is real within you and what's a passing thought or what's a a contemplation. And I've talked about this with people before, so I may stumble over how I'm saying it, and I don't want to sound fucked up, but I have definitely imagined what it would be like to have a vagina Mm -hmm. or like be a woman. Mm -hmm. And I had had thoughts before too when I was like, this is actually sending me right now. And I might cut this out, but maybe not. But when I was younger, sometimes I would think about like the whole like, you know, being more male on top, but then having a vagina on the lower part because I couldn't compute what sex was going to be. And I knew that there was like a, a butt option, I guess. But I was like, dang, if I just had a punani, (laughs) then I could like (laughs) get, like I could do that and it would be okay because that's what you're supposed to have to want a, a guy you know what i mean oh, like that that's very fucked interesting up, it's so it's interesting it's so fucked up to be like i'm gay and i hate the idea of being gay so much that i am imagining having a vagina so that it would be okay for okay. you to have sex with men right it wow but also on a more like laid back and more funny way I guess like thinking about like if I had if I was a woman the amount of sex that I would have like and so I know I'm really switching it up with that but like it's just it's just interesting that area but but we should focus on what I said before that but yeah (laughs) no that is interesting and I low-key forgot that I had ever thought about that until right now. This is raw. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. That's like so vulnerable. That's very vulnerable. I'm unwell. I'm unwell. No, I'm fine. But I hope that I don't... I hope that I'm not being insensitive i hope that i don't think you're being insensitive i think you're just explaining your experience with gender and sexuality period i agree don't discredit my own experience experience. oh my god t no because it's it's real and like to take it to the place of like 
it's not as trivial. I'm not trying to make it as trivial about having sex. Like anyone who want anyone who is trans in no way am I saying that their desire to be themselves has anything to do with who they can have sex with because as yeah. we know your identity is not only about who you fuck, which is why being gay when people are like why like when people are like why are people so interested in who you're fucking like i just want to keep that private i'm subtweeting right now it's like (laughs) that's not all it means to be gay or to be trans it's not just about that so so yeah it's i didn't really ever make that connection before though that like i hated the idea and hated myself so much at the thought of being gay that i was using my gender like to try and rationalize my feelings yeah jesus wow well on that note i feel like (laughs) we can wrap up our main topic yeah put a bow on that bitch Moose, thank you for sharing. Thank you for listening. Sloan can see me visibly, just like <laughs> not knowing what to do with myself. I Before we close out the topic, I do want to say that it is Queer History Month. Even when this comes out, it'll still be Queer History Month. So, you know, educate yourself. We're constantly educating ourselves. If this episode seemed at all erratic, it was because we are kind of constantly educating ourselves in real time. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And it was also inspired by a thread on Twitter that I found by a, a man named Hugh Ryan that started a thread about queer history month and the two cultural shifts that are happening the he things that are happening uh within how people identify within the lgbtq community and how one happened in the 19th century and how one is kind of happening now so that is just one man's opinion but that is what a lot of what this episode was inspired by so shout out to hugh but that's that's our our time. time